Hey guys, I'm Jason Guyman, host of the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I am a self-employed entrepreneur. I grew my pressure washing business to a million dollar business in just under five years. And now I'm helping hundreds of pressure washers start and grow their pressure washing business also. I'm helping you so that you can be the king of pressure washing in your area. Today's show is going to be an awesome show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. Are you ready to get to the next level? Let's get started. You're looking a little rough for that. What up, guys? Jason Guyman here with PressureWashHelp.com, King of Pressure Washing. And tonight I got two special guests on, not just one, but two of a couple running a pressure washing business that has just secured a pretty large contract. And we're not just going to talk about that. We're going to, I will get to that. But I want to talk about a little bit about just running a business as in, um, you know, meeting contacts, doing the things that we need to do, keep following the process, all of those awesome things. And so that is what I want to talk about. So first off, I have Andrew and his wife, Savannah. They started my membership. They've been in it for a little while. Um, and, you know, he started out and we'll talk about it, but he kind of had a pretty good job in the beginning and then they got slow and uh, they started coming to my marketing Monday marketing meetings. And I keep talking about flipping rocks. And guess what? When you flip rocks, usually you'll find gold underneath some of them, at least one of them. And so, but before we get to that, tell me a little bit about who are you, your family, that kind of stuff. Well, I'm Savannah. This is Andrew. Hello. I'm doing the talking because he just kind of nudged me. <laughs> But um, we just Polk County people. I mean, we live here in Central Florida. We have three kids. Um, that's pretty much it. We're pretty basic. There's not much. So what, what did you do before you started a pressure washing business? So he and I both worked together for a paint company. We did commercial and residential painting. Um, he traveled a lot doing um painting and signs as well yeah that's correct i used to i was like a crew leader for the company i worked and i traveled i think in 2019 i worked in about 26 27 different states and was on the road for over 250 days with three kids at home and my wife so just that alone was a ton of stress and it seemed like it was good money and all that at the time until you realize what you're losing you know what i mean right uh, there's one thing to have money, but there's another thing to have time with your family and kids. Absolutely. And then in the end, it's not as the money's not as good as you think either. You know what I mean? You're living on the road and it's just bad on your health too. So uh, previous to that, I, I had a lot of mechanical background. I used to restore cars for a living. Uh, I used to build custom tow trucks. So uh, a lot of that played into helping me build my own rigs and stuff as well. So that was a blessing. I actually worked there doing that with you too. Yep. Awesome. So when did you decide to start the pressure washing business? Um, so we were right in the middle of COVID essentially, right? And uh, I I was working for that company. We traveled a lot. COVID really shut down our travel time. So we were restricted to a lot of residential work. And we went, we got to the point where money got so tight, we had to give up our rental that we were in. It was just that, you know, your cookie cutter home here in central Florida. And I moved out to my parents' house and 
the two of us lived in a 25-foot Jayco, like a 94 Jayco, nothing fancy. Smelled like mold. Hole in the floor. Is, is, you know, is in the rough. middle of the swamp, guys. <laughs> So, and, uh, so what you're saying is you had some humility and you had some uh, coming to okay. Jesus moments a little bit. Absolutely, and that that job essentially, uh, we were. I went from making five six grand a month, and our income went down to we were barely quick clearing like twenty two hundred bucks after that because yeah. the local work just wasn't much, and that that company made me an offer to actually start a soft wash business for them. And it just didn't make sense because I ought to have been doing that, the full amount of work, my own marketing and everything for like, you know, less than half of the income. So we just decided, we're like, well, we're sitting here. We have no rent due because we live in a camper. When's a better time to start a business than right now? And that was in the uh, end of September of 2020. Yeah, so, and we so how old are you guys? I'm 35. And so, I'll be 34. So being 35, middle age 35, and getting your life turned upside down, how did that make you all feel? Oh, it was depressing. We were, it was a rough patch, man. Like, we, we didn't know what to do. It, it, it feels like you put all that time and effort into different fields and you start wondering, why am I not moving up, you know? Uh, is it me? You know, it, it just turns out a lot of it's just there's there's too many ceilings when, when you're working for other people and stuff. And I feel like for him as a husband and a father, I think it's on another level that I can't understand because he was the provider. He was the primary breadwinner, you know. Um, so I know for him that was extremely hard because even though I didn't think it, I knew that on some level he probably felt like he was failing all of us. Um, and yeah, that was, well, I'm going to get sad. <laughs> so that was kind of the pivotal moment for us where I was um, kind of in the back. You know, I'm, I'm always telling him, I've been telling him for like two years, I was like, people take advantage of you. I was like, you are so amazing at what you do. I was like, let's just start our own business. And I would just brainstorm with him and nothing would make sense. Before we started this, I was thinking about opening a food truck because <laughs> I just, I wanted to do something that was for us and not other people. Like that's yeah. how desperate we were for it to happen. So when I, only reason why I know that this is a pretty big deal too is, so when you were in this time period, how much debt was you all in? Uh, at that point, before we started our business, I think we were, just off the top of my head, probably forty thousand dollars owed out outside. We had a a bad business deal with a guy years back that the guy left us on the hook for a bunch of money. So we had a loan for like twenty grand that we're we're just now getting done, and then a bunch of credit card debt and stuff. And the reason why I'm hitting on this is because this is one of your things of you all were saying in this time of growing this business is you all pretty much gotten debt free from it, haven't you? Correct. We we were fighting. We were on a, a plan to do that through Dave Ramsey. Some of you guys might be familiar with, but uh, we were pushing for that for probably a, a good three year window before this. And just couldn't get traction. You know what I mean? It's just life. You're, it was making enough money and it was just going right back out. We were being smarter with our money, but we weren't getting any 
headway. As soon as we started our own business, it, it flipped, flipped it on its head. I mean, our worst month, it doesn't work this way for everybody, but our worst month was better than my best month working a year for that other company. But wait a minute. I thought everybody said you can't make no money in Florida. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, I, I'm dead. I'm right between two of the biggest companies. I, I'm, I'm less than an hour from Bobby Walker, guys. I mean, we're finding work. You know, you just, you just got to put, put your mind to it and, and do what you're told do what Jason's teaching. So, yeah. And so, when did you when did you start find when did you find out about me or start watching me and doing the things that I had helped you with of trying to help you? September twenty sixth. <laughs> By pure accident, <laughs> I, I quit that job. I had just thinking I was going to go start a paint business. To be honest with you, and I was I was I went to Lowe's, to Lowe's Nick right here local. Went and bought a brand new paint sprayer. I had everything else I needed. And I was looking into uh, what pressure washer I would need to prep a house for paint, you know, because I, I just wanted to buy my own and do those steps. And I wanted to figure out a way to clean soffits better. And video after video, I keep finding all these videos of Jason Guyman with all these great catchphrases on, on his uh, YouTube <laughs> channel and everything. And, and they work because the more I watched, just watching that, I educated myself. I literally... The next day, I took that paint sprayer back and got my money back, and I put that money into pressure washing equipment. <laughs> That's pretty amazing because, you know, you guys, this is this is what I love about right here. You guys have changed your all's life. You went from making, you know, if you're making five grand a month, six grand, you were probably making about 50, 60,000 bucks a year living in, you know, not nothing of your own and just getting by and now you know and you've been smart with what you've done you, you've been smart with it and that is what i love about it so in the beginning how did you start getting business um well first we went straight door knocking just got some business cards made up uh that didn't turn up a whole lot other than we made some good connections with commercial uh, and then we jumped on signs just like you recommended that was a, a part big boost when we first started with signs. So when you started doing that, I remember one of your first jobs um, was a big house wash. And um, it, it wasn't just like the normal house wash that I'm talking about. Tell me a little bit about the, the anxiety and all the good stuff that runs through your head when you first got that job. Well, you'd never want your first job to be a luxury home, but it was. And it was everything it was a roof it was travertine pool tiles and you didn't want to crack anything you didn't want to it, and it's just yeah yeah nervous. so that first job uh we like I, I was telling jason before we got on we went and handed out some business cards i handed a business card to a uh, a resort in our local area and they ended up hiring us to do this job we didn't even know it was the owner's house at the time but as a turned out to be a 10,000 square foot home up in the Orlando area. And I, I, I bid the job, went out there and I was like, this is crazy. There's no way they're going to pay for this. It's insane. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just telling myself over and over in my head, no, it's not going to work. And uh, I even had to go buy 
I thought I had all my equipment. I had a 24 foot extension ladder. I get to the house and that's not going to cut it. I had to push the roof to the next day because I had to go buy a 32 foot aluminum ladder just to get on this guy's roof. You know, it's way up there. And in the whole process, it was like trial by fire though, because getting that under your belt just made everything else feel like cake after that. Well, and then the owner was home and you could see him peeking out the window every once in a while. And it's just like, yeah. you knew you were being watched. <laughs> so Savannah, do you help pressure wash too? I do. Mostly I control the buttons. <laughs> yeah. We haven't spent, we make money, but we haven't bought any uh, remotes yet. <laughs> so she helps run the valves and uh, do all the watering on the lower level and stuff like that too, but gets into surface cleaning and such. So, But you do the more important stuff, don't you, Savannah? I don't know if it's more important, but yes, it is important. <laughs> um, tell me what you do that's more important and I believe is more important than a $10, $15 an hour person on the gun. Everything else. Everything that is not in the field, I do. Um, all of the office, all of the scheduling, the accounting, invoicing, contracts. So what did you think about when he wanted to start a pressure washing business and that means you were going to have to answer the phone and stuff? I was elated, to be honest, because I didn't care what we did as long as we weren't working for other people. And I don't really don't know how to say this without it sounding weird, but I don't work good for other people because I know that I have like so many ideas and ways that I, if, when I'm working for other businesses, I'm like, I would change this. I would change this. I would not treat my employees that way. So I just wanted to have my own business to be able to apply everything that I've learned and uh, get rid of everything that I did not like or I thought just wasn't functional in the business. Um, my whole, from out of high school when I was 18, my very first job was in accounts receivable, accounts payable, right out of high school. So I've always been in the office. I've always answered the phone. I did, I've done insurance. So, you know, I'm used to walking up to strangers and talking to them and just, so I was okay with that. I was okay with answering the phone and just doing everything that we needed to get done. Awesome. So I'm going to put this comment up here because Greg Townsend is an awesome dude. And I know you probably all have gotten some inspiration from him, um, from his story and stuff like that. So I know when we first started, he said I was Greg Townsend, but this is the real Greg Townsend up here saying, I love you guys. And so, <laughs> You know, that is the thing that I love about my community is, is it is kind of a smaller community, but it's people like this that are starting off and being successful right out of the get go. What was your goal for 2021 um, as a, as when you were started this year? As like, are you talking about after our first couple months getting into it? Yeah, just as what was your goal for the 20 as as of last year you were finishing up, what did you think you would do money wise in in 2021? Oh, in 2021, we were I was hoping to top 50 grand maybe. Yeah, we just wanted you to know? beat what he made at his previous yeah, job. Yeah, my like I remember my, uh I was a uh, it was one of those situations I've heard you and Bobby Walker talk about about uh where you're a 1099 employee, so you're you're a self employed technically but your all that work comes from somebody else that's the type of situation i was in 
And uh, after all our deductions, I think we made like 48 grand. So my goal is like, I just need to prove myself. I can do better than that. You know what I mean? Right. That was my goal coming into this new year. Awesome. So what, so we kind of hit on the marketing side. What, what has worked best? And, and I want to hit on it because you had said something about you gave a business card out. And I know a little bit more about that business card. But this kind of goes out to the point that I'm always making of. You never know what business card is worth a half a million dollars. You don't know that. You don't know what sign could be worth a half a million dollars. You don't know what ad or what Facebook post could be worth $100,000. And so you handed out some business cards. And how much has off that one business card probably going to make you within the end of this year? Oh, man. Uh, that accounts. I bet we'd be north of 75 grand at least. So are you glad you handed out that one business card? Oh, a hundred times over. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I know that you all kind of got slow. You had kind of did a nice, you were busy in the spring quite a bit and then it kind of slowed down. And so you've been watching my marketing and stuff like that. And and that's pretty cool because I, I'm always talking about flipping rocks and finding stuff like that. And so what are some things, other things that you've been doing to try to drum up some more commercial work? Well, first of all, I didn't get slow. It came to a screeching halt because our trailer got totaled by another company. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I didn't even think about that myself. <laughs> that was another big hiccup. But, yeah, what, what happened with our – just real quick, in case any of y'all aren't familiar uh, – we had a we were on a job site, and a, another, a land developing company just happened to be coming around the corner. I think the guy was on a cell phone, and he rear-ended our our brand new our six-month-old trailer, all our new equipment in an enclosed trailer, nice setup, and uh, ended up totaling it and a lot of the equipment. So we we went from that was in May, so all of May we were down like wait on insurance and. So we just decided when we were down, we're going to push marketing, you know, just getting signs out and all that type of stuff. And then we got our new setup built, got our new the claim figured out, got a, a bigger trailer, upgraded our equipment a little bit to fit better. And uh, just kind of find ourselves in a spot where we picked up a couple jobs quick, you know, but it wasn't quite where we were at, like where our monthly average was. We were kind of clawing to get back there and then everything just kind of stopped like signs weren't working phone wasn't ringing it's just it got frustrating real quick you know and we we just followed what what jason was saying just flipping rocks just we can't stop which i still put signs out but we we went from a point where i put 100 signs out i do like 20 every week like you know 20 to 25 every week i usually get seven to eight calls back on quotes out of those 25 signs. It got to where I went through a hundred signs and we got one quote, one call at that. It got rough. I mean, we're in central Florida. There's signs everywhere. You know what I mean? So yep. It's just that, that wall this time of year that, that we hit. But I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy. My, you're not going to find my, my equipment on Facebook for sale. I'm like, we're going to force this to work. We're going to make it work. <laughs> so and that in the last two weeks or three, you all been on this Facebook lives or the or um, marketing lives or marketing zooms, and you've asked questions yeah. and stuff like that. And I think that's you know that's one of those things that I know both of you both have been on, and that's the key is is keep learning, 
keep flipping rocks. Don't give up. You know, if you want to give up and quit, you can be a quitter. But it's never, I didn't say it was ever going to be easy. And I never did say it would be easy. But it's one of those things of when we sit there and we keep flipping rocks, you're going to find something underneath those rocks. Um, so, you know, that's definitely something you need to look at. And Journey Entrepreneur, Bobby Walker just put stay out of Central Florida. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this is some things that I think that has helped you get to where you need to be at. And so moving forward, there's other things that you can do. Obviously, you got one place right now that you're getting a lot of um, you're getting a lot of business out of, which is good. But you also got to keep looking forward to what you can keep doing and getting some more of those business opportunities. Because right now you, you do have a nice place that you've gotten some money. But like I was just saying before we get on on here is, you know, LinkedIn, you know, where you're getting all this commercial work, that's something that a lot of people don't know how to get. And obviously, Savannah is doing a pretty good job of getting this stuff and communicating with that and doing the. She's doing very good with the Facebook, you know, so let's hit on that a little bit. You know, we talked about a Facebook and, you know, I talked about, you know, posting and stuff. So by you posting, what has that allowed you to do um, when you post your post of Facebook? I think it gives us, it puts us in a position where to the people who follow us, whether they're watching us hoping we're failing, because I know they're out there, you know. Uh, whether they're watching us to see what it is that we're due or maybe they're just following us just to network, whatever it is. I feel like as long as I'm posting, I want to be relatable to them. I want to make us human to them. I don't want to just be a company. You know, we're, we're people, you know, and that's how I want people to see us. And so let's talk about that because you did hit on something there that a lot of people don't realize. You said people want you to fail. Who are these people that might want you to fail? Past coworkers, a lot of them, past bosses, um, even some family members, you know, they don't. It, it, it's weird because your friends and your family, they always support you. They always have your back until you take that step. And then suddenly all of that faith they had in you is just gone. And now they're just, for some reason, they're hoping that your demise is just going to be there for them to witness. And not just that, you got local competitors. We, we just finally started experiencing, like we had a bid, a 30 minute drive from my house on that, on the way there on a Friday evening, I put out seven signs and we were back where I put the signs out in 30 minutes and every one of them were gone. There, there is no city workers out. You know what I mean? So we're dealing with that. There, there's a lot of people out there that don't want you to succeed. That's a good point. And, you know, if you're that competitor, you're a POS at that point. So, you know, <laughs> beware of the people who who do not clap when you win. You know, that's what Greg Townsend just put on there. You know, he's had a hard, rough life through his life, and he's been able to keep it going and, and changing his kids' future. And that's what is important. And you all are doing the same thing. You think you, by you starting your own business, what have you done for your kids that you wouldn't have done it being able to do otherwise? Well, just one small thing. It doesn't seem like much to a lot of people, but uh, I've worked. My my oldest daughter is fourteen now. We got three daughters. They're fourteen, thirteen, and eight. And up until 
she's she was in eighth grade last year up until that point i could never even drop my kids off for school or pick them up or go to lunch nothing like that with them just because of your work schedule you get permission to get a day off or something this whole year i i, I would i worked around their school schedule i had to pick them up at three every day but i'd drop them off at 8 30 in the morning and i'd go work and i loved it just to be able to have that time you know what i mean it's such a small thing that alone was a big deal you know it's just time time is more than money any day of the week yeah i think that is the number one thing that i love to be able to help people with is to help you be able to control your life where you can do that i know greg townsend does the same thing you know he teaches his kids football games and or his son's football stuff he does all kinds of stuff. You know, he's been posting of him going golfing, going doing things that he would have never been able to do otherwise. And that time you spend with your kids, you do not know what's going to, you do not know how that is so important. At the end of the day, you can buy your kids everything you want for things, but that's not near as important. And they won't remember those things as, hey, remember when dad used to always take me to school and we would do this or we would make those traditions of, you know, we would sing on the way to school to be happy first class or whatever you do to have that time with your kids. And that is the most important thing. You know, when I quit the firehouse, my youngest, I didn't have a very good relationship with my youngest. She kind of always held me, you know, away from me. But now if I'm gone, she's like, where's daddy at? You know, you know, she knows it's a big difference in from when I was gone all the time versus when I'm not gone all the time. And now I'm able to spend time with her and I go to dance and take her to dance. And yes, I love when I can take my kids to their activity of dance because a lot of times you don't see the dads there. You only see the moms there. And I even love it when mom and dad both get to go. The other day she had a little dance class or dance camp. And we both went to her little end of the recital at the end of the week. And that made her so excited that that is that right there is more important than anything else that you could ever do for your family and your kids. And that will set them up for success pretty much better than anything else that you could ever do. We, we even, uh, back when I used to work for other people, there's times I, I miss almost the last, before I started my business, I missed all three of their birthdays because I was on the road. Uh, I got home on Christmas Eve. You know, you've got that day off and you're back to work. This year, working for ourselves, we, you know, before that, you, if you wanted a family vacation, you had to put on a credit card, which would loom over your head for 10 months. And now we went on like three or four different more week-long trips this year that were paid for. Uh, like for Christmas this year, we, were, we wanted to do something different since we were in the trailer at that time. We're out of that now, but at the time, you don't want to spend Christmas morning in a trailer so <laughs> and a camper. So we went up to St. Augustine, and we got an Airbnb and had a Christmas there and brought our presents with us. I mean, it was something we're going to remember forever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just stuff like that, you, you, can't, you can't get any other way, you know? You, you can't get that time off working for somebody else. I would like to point out that we're not in the camper anymore, though. (laughs) Did you like moving out of the camper, uh, Savannah? Oh, I loved it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I hated that thing so much. It's cool though. We my dad still has that camper. We go back to it, and it's like sentimental. You're like, this is where it began for us. You know what I mean? The, the whole, I wouldn't want to sleep in it again, but I sure like to look at it. So. Yeah, it's kind of like that David Ramsey when he always talks about the dinner table and the importance of that dinner table. And I feel like that's what that stupid camper kind of became to us. Yeah. And, and, and you know, sometimes we need hard times because if you didn't have those hard times, you probably would have never started that business. You know, yeah. and, and hard times, you know, a lot of times people think that hard times are, you know, are, are bad. And you know what? They do suck. They do, they do, but you would probably still be gone every day at this yeah, point. You'd still be in that same track, that same mindset. If I still, if I couldn't afford my rent, like what happened, you know what I mean? That's what got us out of that house to rent. If I'd have still been paying 1500 bucks a month for a house, I probably would have never started our business. I've been too afraid to do Right. And so we'll move on a little bit. I, I, I know I, I hit on this probably longer than I probably should have, but um, Greg Townsend just put you guys inspire me um, so much. It's been awesome connecting with you and talking weekly, if not daily, you know, and, and, and that is what I love about, you know, growing my membership and having people in there like, that are awesome, like you guys in the membership. So that way you can connect, you can do stuff, figure out what works, what don't, you know, I'm, I'm giving you the ideas of what that you can do. I, at the end of the day, I know what grows a business is what you're doing. You know, it's making relationships, you know, networking, I'll tell you, you know, networking is awesome. Networking is one of those things that will help you out a lot. But now that's not the only way to grow a business. That's just one way to grow a business. Signs, AdWords, all different kinds of way to do things to grow a business. So that's what's cool about that. So let's go on to how did you get a $55,000 job um, for when you're all slow and it's summertime slow and you're getting slowed down? How did you end up with a $55,000 job? Well, the first Thing I would credit is God. <laughs> I'm not even going to tiptoe around that um, because I know for per personally for me, like my faith and stuff this past few months have just really been not where it's supposed to be. And I felt like this was God's way of coming through for us. And like, you know, I'm still here. I still have your back. Um, but the second thing is I would good customer service and good quality work. Yeah. Plus, well, I mean, this this particular job we landed uh, came through a relationship with one of our customers that, that we just had an open door. I was talking to Jason about earlier. The guy's kind of become a mentor to us, and uh, he he's got a lot of property and stuff like that. And it it just fell into place. You know what I mean? You keep that open relationship. I was getting book suggestions from this person, and helping me grow myself more, you know, if, if, if you're, if you're out there listening to music when you're pressure washing eight hours a day, you're wasting your time, put, put a book on, make yourself better. That's, that's what I'm teaching myself all the time. And he, he, that guy's kind of taught me that, you know, and taught me more how to be a leader and to take charge of your company. But the, the thing that helped get that job though is, Keeping that open relationship with your customers, you know, don't don't be a one and done with people. Keep a relationship. We have so many people that have become a part of our family now just by 
keeping in touch with our customers. That's goes so far. So. And so you have found somebody that has helped you grow, not just financially, but helped you grow mentally and physically as in, you know, helping you mentally more than anything of how to run a business, how to, how he started his business and how he's grown to worth millions of dollars. And so that's, what's awesome when we can meet and have relationships with these types of people, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these people that we're talking about, they put on their clothes the same way me, you and I do. You know, they're 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 a human being. Is there anything super powered to them? No. In fact, you know, a lot of them want to be left alone, or they want to mentor people like yourself. And if you reject that, that's just stupidity on your own self. You know, and so that is the amazing thing. And you know, this is just one person. This guy's got friends that probably got just as much money, if not more, than he does. And I'm not talking about just going gold digging and finding it. You know, you we had talked about it earlier that he had sent you to a couple other places, and you were honest with them. And that comes back to the whole God thing. You know. You can have, if you don't have morals and you don't have uh, a compass to kind of hit where you want to go at, then there's no nothing for you at that point. And that's the amazing thing about that. And, you know, that is what is awesome and is able to get you to the next level. You know, I always, you know, growing up, I grew up in a Christian home and, you know, we there was things that people would say that isn't always true, you know. God doesn't say you can't be successful. And a lot of times when you're in church and stuff, you don't see a lot of successful people if you're in a whatever church you're in, you know, but it is, that's not the case. You know, God gave talents to, he gave one talent to this person, two and three, and the one that held on to him, he didn't give them no more. But the one that went out and grew it, he gave more and more because I've always said, you know, you can take this brick and we can throw it through a window. Or you can build something with it. It's the same way with money. You know, a lot of times we growing up, we was always told love of money is evil. Well, you know, the love of money or you always grew up money was evil. You know, money's not evil. The love of money is evil. You know, I can give more away when I am um, being able to be successful and when God's using me and being able to do my talents. And a lot of times we don't realize what our talents are. You know, our talents could be, you know, my talent. I, if you'd have told me I'd be on YouTube talking to, you know, Savannah and Andrew two years ago, I'd have said, who are they? And are you crazy? You can see who you're talking to. But, you know, I've grown and so have you guys grown. And that's what's uh, that's what is awesome with that journey and watching the journey. And like I say, it's not just going to affect you two. It's affecting your kids and generations to come. Because now that your kids see role models that, yes, it might have been rough for a long time dad was gone, but now dad's here and I want to be like, this is what I want to stay together and with my family and do the same thing. Does that make yeah. sense? There's this quote, I don't remember off the top of my head who said it, but he says that um, when God increases your wealth, then that's when it's time to start increasing your giving. And I truly believe that. I believe that we need to give selflessly with a good heart. So we've been blessed to be in the position that we are now, that now we're able to do free house washes. We do three or four free house washes a month for low-income families who can't afford it. 
Um, and that's our way of giving back, you know, um, but we're very fortunate to be in a position to be able to do that. But not only that, we're very fortunate that our children get to watch this and get to learn to see that life isn't about money. Sure. Obviously we have a business. We need to make money, but that's not what the business is about. Sometimes, even though it's, it's just pressure washing, you know, um, a lot of people can't see beyond what it is, but I feel like sometimes it can still be, I guess, a type of ministry to still be there for the people. And I still think that as simple as a business as it is compared to other businesses that are out there, it can still change lives if you use it correctly and use the tools that God gave you. And that's awesome. You know, giving away a free house washer, two or three, whatever, is not a bad thing. You know, you can do it to maybe it's an, an older person. Maybe you can hit the veterans. You can hit maybe it's something, you know, that just somebody's down on their luck on their luck. And you would be surprised of how that will will give them hope and give them joy just by having that clean house of, you know, and a lot of times that's the awesome thing about doing pressure washing is, is you get to see something that that is filthy and dirty and next thing you know you touched it now it's clean yeah i kind of come and this is why greg fountain is one person that i personally look up to because he and i have both come from a very hard background and are coming through recovery and i look up to greg it's it's incredible how much i look up to him i don't think he even realizes it um, but I know that for me, when I was in that place, if someone would have taken the time just to do something that made me feel like anything was worth it, it would have changed my life in that moment. So we just want to be able to kind of do that to other people because you never know what someone else is going through. And back to this large account that we're doing, just because he's worth millions of dollars doesn't mean that we're going to treat him any differently than we would some junkie on the street corner, you know, which everyone deserves to be treated equally. Everyone deserves to be treated with respect and everyone deserves our best. That's awesome. So I know Greg, he'd been clean for five years and he always says he went from slinging dope to, or selling dope to selling slinging water. So, <laughs> Um, awesome. So what, uh, I, I, we got way down rabbit holes, so that's (laughs) all right. (laughs) Um, so what are some things, so tell me obviously when the trailer got there, but what are some things that you haven't been in business that long, but we can learn from our failures. Tell me one thing that you failed at and something that you learned from it. So I fail at all of my live videos. The other day we're on a live and I was went to save the phone number for the company and I said my cell phone number to a phone that I no longer even have. But you know, you just you redo it and you just keep going and you just keep doing it over and over again until you get it right. And so Greg Townsend said it'll be six years in September, which is amazing. Amazing. And, you know, people like Greg Townsend, 
you know, he don't only just help kids and, and teach kids of how to, you know, become adults and maybe be a father figure that a lot of people don't have. Um, you know, he's also in the side that he is still helping people get clean too. You know, he works with the, um, anonymous group to help them get out of that, um, addiction. And, and that's what I love that I'm able to help people like that so that they can do that. So we, I know, um, Andrew had talked about something about, um, reading books and listening to that. But Savannah, you had mentioned something. Who do you like to listen to that try to get um, like more information, stuff like that? Um, I don't really listen to like pressure washing stuff as much as he does. I like to listen to things that just motivate me and just get me pumped because I'm the person like, if one thing goes wrong, then my whole day could possibly derail. So I'll put on like Jocko or David Goggins or Kevin Hart or someone just to kind of get my mentality back where it needs to be. Awesome. And so let's talk about, we haven't really, I haven't really had a husband and wife on here. What are some roles as that you have to do to be that husband and wife so that way you don't kill each other all the time? Oh, my kids over here laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it, it takes patience. Like I told Jason, uh, we the two of us have worked together before we started our own company, but it was always for someone else. So we're not totally foreign to how it is to work with each other. But when when we finally start our own business, it's it all everything falls on these shoulders, not someone else's. You know what I mean? And it, it takes patience just to, I, it, it's like looking in a mirror, you know, it, I, I start recognizing, no, it's not always her fault. A lot of times it, it's me, it's my attitude. It's, it's what I'm doing. You know what I mean? She's shaking her head. Well, that's the book Jocko. Extreme yeah. ownership. Extreme ownership. That's, that's a good one. Um, but just, what it's 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 just looking in the mirror, man. It there, you can't when when everything when it's your business, you can't blame it on anybody else. If if we're slow, what am I doing wrong? You know, if we have an unhappy customer, what did I do wrong? If we're not communicating well, what did I do wrong? Not what did she do wrong? That's not gonna that's just gonna cause more aggravation and more separation between us. You know what I mean? So that's you just gotta. <laughs> push through it and be patient with each other and get it. You gotta be forgiving. That's a big one. Just got to move on and and make yourself, how are we going to get better from this? So I take it that when you went from COVID of you being gone all the time to not only that you had to move into the same house that you had to downsize to a trailer camper size. How was that transition of not killing each other? Not smooth. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it it was really rough Um, but there was a lot of um, at your throat moments where we would just have to like one of us step out of the camper go for a walk in the swamp do whatever you gotta do come back reset talk it out and that's another thing is although we're not always good at it we try not to argue we try to have a conversation so you're not talking to be heard, you know, you're talking to understand and actually 
hear what the other person is saying and then come to a compromise or conclusion to figure out how you get from point A to point B. That's a good point. And, and even after you started to get business and start growing your business, you still got to be communicate with each other. You still got to do the things of, you know, you can't be um, not telling the other person things of, or only, you know, that's some things that just aren't good for you in the end. And, and that can be hard. And, you know, and sometimes it is, you know, it is, I'm sure it is hard as in, you know, keeping business, business and family, family. Is, would you say that would be true? Yes. Like there, there are times where, where we'll be driving down the road and he'll be talking and then he'll just look at me. He's like, what's wrong? Because I'm visibly tense. I'm like, <laughs> I cannot talk about work right now. Can we just like separate for like one hour and just talk about anything, but no work. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to hear Jason's voice today. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> You're not the only one that says that, wife-wise. Um, but, you know, I, I want to hit on that point of, you know, this is something for married couples, especially for, you know, this is a good time that when, you know, you either take a weekend or you take a, a, a week, one day, a night, a month, or and you go out to dinner and you don't talk about business. And as us guys, it's hard. It's the hardest thing for me ever. You know, I, all I do is think about business. That's all I do. I, I, I think of marketing and, you know, I'm learning new tools and I, you know, I can think mark, I love marketing and I'm thinking of how I can grow the business and I'm thinking of, you know, business is down, business is up. You know, I'm always thinking business. That's just me. And so that's some things that have us guys and especially when we're in a relationship with uh, our business partner at this point is you have to set that time apart and kind of break that apart a little bit. And it's not always easy, but, and I'm not saying you got to do it every day, but at least if you can do it once a week, once a, every other week or something where you go out to dinner and no business is allowed to be talked about, you know, it's just what's going on. And usually for us guys, there ain't a lot of talk about at that point because that's all we know is business. So. Yeah, that's, that's been a one upside to also owning our own businesses. Sometimes you can just drop what you're doing and we'll just go out to lunch together. If we're in between bids, you know, you have that time together and it, it's, it means a lot, it, even if it's a little bit of time. You know what I mean? So it, that's, that's been a real upside. Yeah. 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 And, and so, and that's where we got to love with grace too. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, we got to, we got to, Obviously, we as us guys got to do it, but the women of our, our spouses has to understand that too. Of hey, this is how we're when you're built as an entrepreneur, and you probably didn't even know you was built as an entrepreneur when you first, you know, as you get older in life, a lot of us realize we hate the nine to five or the job that we're doing, and so you know, hey, well, let's be an entrepreneur, and you know, that's the things that we do to help us grow. But you know, and keep growing and keep learning is the other thing that I would definitely recommend for both of. So, um, actually, Greg just put, I had to make a deal with my whole family, nothing business related after 6 p.m. unless everyone is asleep. And so, because I know Greg was getting so busy that he was not spending time with his family. And he's like, I didn't do this business so that I could spend no time with my family. So, that's awesome. Yeah. That, that's, that's another thing I was going to mention is it can get overwhelming where you feel like, you know, we got to get this scheduled. There's 5 million things to do on your to-do list. But at the end of the day, 
you're you're the boss. Make that time. You know, you can, you can hit the pause button anytime you want. And a lot of times, when we get swallowed up with our schedule, you forget that. But that also comes down to you have to allocate every minute of your day. Like I know I'm going to be at the gym from six to eight thirty. I know that I am going to be at the dinner table on my desk or computer, whatever I do, following up emails 6 to 7.30 in the morning. So you have to have time. Every every minute of your day has to be designated to something and you have to be organized about it. Otherwise, everything is going to be chaos. Yep. If you don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. The same way with the money. Do you have a special um, app that you like to use or anything that you follow or do you just... I'm like such an old-fashioned person. I just do Google Calendar and like for invoices and stuff. I don't have a special app or anything. I use Word, like the 2017 version. Actually, I think it might be older than that. <laughs> so you don't even you guys don't even have a CRM yet? Nope, not yet. Hey. <laughs> right. That's you know a lot of people worry about they got to have a CRM they got to have all this and that and everything and you yeah you know, man, that that's a great point like we the thing that blows my mind is like right now we're we're at a about a twelve thousand dollar a month average for the year and there is so much we haven't even tapped into you know what I mean like 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 I've heard you mention people buy the top rig, $20,000 rig, and then they dump crazy money into different advertising uh, directions. But it's a lot of it you can do without opening your wallet. Like you say, just put the work in yourself. And like we haven't, I told Jason, we haven't spent money on marketing outside of signs. And we're not even doing a lot of that anymore. And we're, we're, this busy, you know, but you're also doing how many times are you posting on Facebook? How many times are you doing lives? How many times are you doing the things that are free that if you didn't do that, then you wouldn't have business at that point. I'm the world's cheapest person. So I'm all about the free stuff. And that's, but, go ahead. That being said, we do want to eventually get a CRM and all that, because I know that's going to free up more of my time to put into other aspects of the business. But right now, before we do that, we do have personal goals and other money things that we want to just eliminate altogether. That way that money is free to put elsewhere. So, so I know I, was just gonna say, I see a lot of new guys in our group all the time that man, they'll be two months in and they, they've got 10 different bills going out every month for their business for a CRM or SEO or, whatever, all these different phone answering, just a lot of it just is too, it's too much. You know, it, it, you're putting a burden on yourself. A lot of that you can do on your own. And we proved that, you know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. And that's the thing that a lot of times people don't realize is, you know, it, you know, I do, I do tell, tell people about different things. But that's don't mean, you know, I, I we just had my Zoom call earlier tonight on Sunday night Zoom of, you know, somebody's paying 250 bucks for an, our website a month, but he can't get no business and he's going to have to go get a job. You know, just because yeah. you get a website don't mean you're going to get business right away. You know, that right. is a long term investment. Don't get me wrong. But if we can't make it to today, 
We don't worry about long term because long term isn't going to come. But we're we're doing our business right now with a 2005 Yukon with 200,000 miles on it and fifty dollar uh, Vista print door magnets. So we have no wrap. We don't have a sign on our trailer yet. That's you know what I mean. It so does not look good. Just, <laughs> just we keep it clean though. We're 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 not the guy pulling up with a dirty vehicle to wash your house. But you know, there's just don't don't get so caught up in all the bells and whistles. That'll come with time. I don't know how many times I've talked myself out of getting a vehicle wrapped for thirty five hundred bucks. Or buying a new vehicle because right now that is our family vehicle as well. Yeah, shiny syndromes um, can be very bad for us. You know, it, it can definitely get us in debt further than what we need, and that is not a good thing. Um, so that's definitely not good. Awesome. So on that, we're at what what is some things that if you had to start over that you've learned? What are some things that you would tell a new person? Start sooner. I wish I'd have done this 10 years ago. That that would be my primary thing. But second, at the top of the list, if you've already started, is always be open to learning and always ask questions. Um, there is an answer out there for anything that you're looking for that you just have to go in search of it. It doesn't matter if it's just for the back end, like how do I get better at customer service? What do I say when I answer the phone? There's something, there's someone out there that has an answer. You just have to go find it and you have to be willing to learn it. But not only that, you have to apply what you've learned and then keep trying different things until you find what works for you. Because what works for Greg might not work for us. What works for, uh, Bob might not work for us. So we just have, it's, it all comes down to you putting in the work and always learning and being willing to learn. And go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say something on the, uh, for my, my side with the washing. And I, I can look back in our group, our Facebook group and see my old post. And I was that guy when I was new, I was, I was building a mountain out of a molehill. I, I would ask 5 million questions about something that was so simple that I, I didn't try myself first. And I, that's something I've been trying to point out to other guys. I mean, I'm no vet or anything. We've only been doing it for 10 months, but I see a lot of new guys posting questions all the time on our group where, you know, should I do this, this, and this? And, and they're psyching themselves out where just try it. Try a test spot. You know what I mean? It, 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 it applies to a lot of different things, but just get your foot wet. You know, don't don't overwhelm yourself with worry. It, you'll, you'll get it with time. You'll get it with experience. There's a good piece of advice I would give for a new guy. Yeah, and keep your eye on your bobber, not everyone else's. He hates it when I say that, but I said it anyway. I love that. That's That right there is better than anything else that I love right there. <laughs> say that again. And, and why do you say that for because it's so easy to get distracted by someone else's achievements or their catch or what their business is doing. And if you're worried about the $99 guy or even the guy who has the same prices as you, if you're worried about what they're doing, that's time and energy taken away from what you can be doing. I love that. Say that again. How did you say that? Don't look at your Bob or don't say that again. 
watch your own bother. <laughs> no, that is amazing. That right there is awesome because I that is probably number one of everybody's biggest thing is worrying about the competition. Well, my competition is only this price or that. And that is amazing because, again, if you're looking at their bobber, you're not paying attention to your own bobber. And and yeah. so that is awesome. That right there is gold, Savannah. See, you come up with a gold solution. Right right there. So no, it's hard. It's hard not to worry about other people, but you just you have to stay focused and you have to worry about your goals because your goals are yours. Theirs are theirs. Everyone has them. So it's not going to change their outcome if you're worried about them. Awesome. So tell me a little. You had said you wish you had started sooner. Why? What are some fears that you had to overcome the final? Well, obviously, you had the fear of COVID and it killed you. But what are some fears that you had to also overcome even over that? Well, for me, I, before I started this business, I we thought we talked about starting our own business in the past, and it was a huge fear of mine personally. Like I was like, "What could I not only if I found something I wanted to do." It was a fear of talking to people, dealing with customers. It, it was just a big cloud. You know what I mean? It, like, even if I had that opportunity, I was, I was almost more to where, like, I'd rather be a follower and I'd rather work for someone else. But now, it, I would never, never, ever go back. I, I told her, if this failed today and we couldn't pressure wash, I'd be finding something else to do. It doesn't matter what it is. I'd make something work because it just opened my eyes up to how much freedom you buy for yourself, you know? So, but it also opens your eyes as to what you're capable of, because we grew up in a society where the nine to five is your only option. You have to have a retirement. You have to have your 401k. You have to go to college. You, there's all these have tos and only the fortunate people or people with money are the ones who are lucky enough to start a business. We didn't even have enough credit to go get a business loan when we started. We had to put everything on. We maxed out every single credit card that we had. You know, um, just got to hustle. That's all. And, and so let's end on a positive note. So you had to, so to get started, you had to put all your money on the credit card because you was only making two grand and living in a trailer and that wasn't that real happy. So, when you got that credit card paid off and all that, what was the feeling that you had at that point? It was, we were elated. Like if to know that that trailer sitting out there, that's mine. That's not the bank. That's not the credit card company. Is that, that was a feeling of accomplishment. You know what I mean? To take pride in it. That, and it, it goes, it, it makes you take care of your things more too. You know, it you just have more pride in what you do and what you have to offer. And, yeah. and and that's one thing that I love about Andrew, too, and that's how I knew a lot of this, is because I always have people put their successes in there and their goals for the week, and his success was, hey, we paid off our credit card, or we paid off this credit card, or we did that, and that right there is what is an amazing, that is an amazing task. And since you all have gotten pretty much debt-free, how has that relief, How has that been a relief for you all? We fight less. <laughs> Yeah, when you don't have money to fight over, it, it don't. It, there's not as much to fight over, is there? Yeah, it's almost a, a surreal feeling where it's like we can just go out 
and go buy our kids school shoes and not worry about where we're getting the money, which is to a lot of people, that's not a big deal. But from where we came from, that's like literally everything, you know, like we, <laughs> I had to learn, I learned how to like pan and make my own bread and stuff from scratch because there were times where I'm like, okay, we're not going to be able to go grocery shopping and afford it this week. So my kids still have to eat. So I better figure this out. So that's where we came from. So for us to be able to like just go buy necessities without it feeling like it's going to sink you, it's just. Yeah, on my side as a husband, it's it's weird now for her to go out to Walmart or Publix or something and I don't have to get a, a phone call like, is it okay if we get, get this tonight? It's like, whatever, we're going to eat whatever we want tonight. I don't care, you know what I mean? And you obviously you got to be still be responsible with your money, but it's it's those little things that it man it's just life changing. There that there's so much in that term financial freedom. Like if you if you if there's a lot of people that still operate a business like we do that live in debt. If, if you're doing that, trust me, just do some research for yourself and, and look into another avenue to. Try and operate debt free. That's that's another big piece of advice I give for a new guy, or even for anybody that's not new at it. it it's it's freedom for yourself and freedom for your family. It's like Dave Ramsey says, it changes your family tree. You know, it, it gave my kids new goals. You know, my my youngest one, for instance, she has the mind where she wants her own idea of what she can do. She doesn't want to have an hourly job one day. Awesome. Well, we're at an hour. Um, we're going to jump off here. I appreciate you all coming on. Your story is amazing. I learned a lot about you all tonight. It's awesome. I didn't realize that um, you all were kind of in the same boat of Jason Huffner of the last $600. You all didn't even have the $600. Um, you know, and so that is amazing and awesome. And I appreciate it very much. Um, if you all would like, you can get, um, you can go to pressurewashhelp.com slash free. And there I have in my membership is where these guys are and a bunch of other people just like these folks. Um, you can go check it out. I go over everything you need for marketing to how to pressure wash to all the things you need. And then also I have a, a an in-person class coming up in um, these, or, um, August, August 6th and 7th. It's up in Connecticut. Um, this is a hands-on training, so you actually get to do the pressure washing. It's not just sit there and watch Jason pressure wash. You actually get to do the pressure washing. Um, so I thank you all for coming out tonight, and I appreciate it. Hang on, guys, because I want to talk to you after. All right, guys, that is all the time we have for today's show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I know you found this as exciting as I did. If you appreciate the work we do it here at King of Pressure Wash, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And give this episode a five-star review. I would appreciate it very much. This helps me get to other people so that they can be successful just like you can be also. And if you're looking to start and grow your own pressure washing business, to give you and your family financial freedom, time freedom, be sure to sign up at thekingofpressurewash.com so you can be the king of pressure washing in your area.